Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's promo time. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I have played this promo before, but I wanted one, but I wanted to play it again for this two-year anniversary episode. This promo is by the Ladies of Strange. The three of them are just, you know what? I could go into how amazing they are, but there's no need. Just listen to them. I've listened to every single episode of theirs three times now, and it still makes me laugh, or think, or feel better. Just go listen to The Ladies Are Strange. Hello. 
Hello friends, we are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Have you ever wondered if Jenny's head really did fall off when they removed the green ribbon? Or if aliens are hiding in the tails of comets waiting to take us away? Or if there's any scientific basis to the Ouija board? Well then don't risk your search history and join us each Thursday as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. New episodes are released every Thursday. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. More information about the show, including show notes and links to our social media, can be found on our website, theladiesestrange.com. Keep it strange, lovelies. Engage intro voice. Murthers, Murtheroonies, Murthinators, ladies, gentlemen, how on earth did this crazy Scottish guy manage to do this for two years? Some things we will never know the answer to. In the meantime, I could still use a lozenge. On with the pod. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the two year anniversary episode of Mirths and Monsters. My friends, with no further ado, my adieus are going no further. Let me introduce to you the episode as chosen by the Murthers in my Facebook group, which you should take part of. It's a lot of fun. The episode uh, this time is all about... Scarecrows, or as they should be called, scarebirds. So, my folks, I think it's time to put our learning hats on. Okay, my wee Marthers, have you got your one on? Yes? Good. I think this is my one here, just down by the... Hello, hello, hello. No, wait. That is my 1950s London policeman's helmet. Oh, here we go. The origin of the Scarecrow goes way back. So far back, it's out of there. Over 3,000 years, in fact. That's older than Dick Van Dyke. Just... So in recorded history, the Egyptians, while not building pyramids or filming yet another mummy movie, they were the first to use scarecrows. They would place them along the River Nile to prevent quails from eating their wheat fields. Or just the wheat in the wheat fields. If the quails were eating the wheat fields, they would be some big, big quails. They weren't called scarecrows or scarequails in Egypt though. They were called 
Flying bird, scary face, scary face, bird flying away. I think I just attempted a hieroglyph visual joke in an audio format. Long ago, but not as long ago as 3,000 years, in 2,500 BC. Now remember, BC stands for before chickens, because I've always preferred chickens as a unit of time. They never run out. The farmers of Greece would build their scarecrows in the likeness of Priapus or Priapus. You know him, O Priapus, son of Dionysus and Aphrodite. Dionysus, you know, the god of the grape harvest, amongst other things. And Aphrodite is the goddess associated with love, beauty and pleasure. So why was the offspring of such big deal deities used as a scarecrow by the Greeks? Well, to use a historical term, he was a minger. He was, it is recorded, not so much beaten with the ugly stick as he walloped every branch of the ugly tree as he fell down it. Priapus was a minor god of livestock, see chickens and ferrets. He was also a minor god of fruit plants. So while his dad was in charge of the actual harvesting of the grapes, his son was in charge of a lemon tree. As he was a minor god, he was okay to be used as a scarecrow to protect his dad's grapes and other crops. Stood there day and night with a massive club in one hand to scare off the birds and a sickle in the other hand with which to harvest the crops themselves. The Romans stole the idea from the Greeks of scarecrows. Let me just say that some say they copied, but there's a difference of opinion over what is stealing and what is copying. The Romans then introduced the scarecrow to Europe when the Romans, how shall we say, holidayed extensively all over Europe. Around the same time, the Japanese were introducing scarecrows to protect the rice fields. These were called kakashis, and they would be dressed in a raincoat, a round straw hat, and a very jaunty red handkerchief around their neck. Oh, and also, they had bows and arrows for the extra scary factor, because we all know a bow and arrow is the natural predator of the crow. While the Egyptians, the Greeks, the Romans, the Japanese in Europe were building their scarecrows, here in the UK, they used children. So yeah, that's right. Here in the gold U of K, the job of scarecrow was given to kids. It sounds bad, but it's actually a bit more fun and less child endangermenty than you might think. They would be paid. They didn't have to be attached to poles in the middle of a field. They would just be given a small amount of money to run around with some wee pebbles and shout at birds. When the alternative was perhaps being used as street urchins by caricatures and East End set musicals, perhaps telling birds to get lost wasn't so bad. Picture the scene, won't you? A young scallywag has just been busted for picking the pocket of an elderly gent. <coughs> Turns out that said elderly gent owns some land and he's in need of a new scarecrows. His previous one has gone to Japan to chase their dream of becoming a kakashi 
and maybe becoming member of a K-pop scarecrow tribute act at the same time. He sees the young, dirt-covered urchin with his wise eyes and says, If you don't become my new scarecrow, I'll send you to jail. I'm friends with the judge, don't you know? It's a heartwarming tale as old as time, and pretty much how work got done back in the day. And after all, all the kid wanted was a room somewhere. In modern times, you will still get some of the more traditional scarecrows, non-human, non-kid ones, but as technology has advanced, so has the way crow scaring is done. Reflective ribbons powered by gas. No, no, no. Propane gas. The shiny ribbons dance and weave and scare off all birds. Except magpies. Some of you may know that magpies are attracted to shiny things. They like to take them back to their nest and show off their bling to their fellow magpie-eatings. What you may not know is that magpies absolutely love rhythmic gymnastics. Especially the section where an item is used in the performance. Such as a ball or a hoop. Or, you've guessed it, ribbons. Many a time I've been walking the boy around the nearby fields and I've been certain that the ribbons I see being whipped about rhythmically are being done by the wing of a magpie. Speaking of walking the boy, it's that time. I must admit, I'm a little concerned because where we do our W, you're not really meant to go there after dark. There's a lot of fields, you see, a lot of trees. No artificial lighting. There's no lighting at all. Apart from the moon, if you're lucky. You're not really meant to go there. There's stories. But the boy needs his W. Off you go, wee man. And he's off. This is where he gets to run like a mad thing. He chases partridges and deer. Actually, let me rephrase. He starts to chase, and then he realises he hasn't got a hope of catching up with them. And then starts to saunter as nothing has happened. It's basically the canine equivalent of whistling when you tried to hide that you did something a little bit embarrassing. The other thing he likes to do is pretend to be a land dolphin. I'm sure some of you listening have dogs that like to bound through fields or high grass. They bound through and the arch of their back looks similar to dolphins when they plough through the water. That's what dogs are. Land dolphins. I'm becoming very aware that we left later today. The sky is clear, but the sun is not long set, and dusk is slowly sweeping its way across. There are a lot of fields in this area. Not all are used, of course, crop rotation is important, but the ones that are being used just now are full of corn. The thing I noticed about corn is just how quickly it grows. 
You could almost hear it creaking upwards. And how densely packed it seems, the leaves nearly touching the next in its row. It's at times like these that I start to remember just how often this kind of situation has been used in popular culture, namely in the horror genre. Stephen King's Children of the Corn immediately springs into the front of my mind as a strong breeze makes the corn sway. Obviously, scarecrows have been used an almost innumerable time as the horror element in scary films. Maybe less so in The Wizard of Oz, I must admit. They're not the scariest thing in that. Those flying monkeys are. However, does any of this scare me as I walk past these fields with their looming, arable monsters as the dusk starts to give way to darkness? Finn? Uh, Finn? Maybe we could start heading back now? I, uh, I think I left the iron on or something. turn the corner and that's when I see him. He's standing stock still, staring at the centre of one of the unused fields. Standing still is not something the wee man normally does, so my scotty senses start tingling. I look to where his eyes are fixed and that's when I see it. Or, to be more accurate, that's when I see them. A row of scarecrows. This is not normally a problem. I am fully aware that there are scarecrows around here. It's just that they're not normally lined up side by side. They normally just loll in their own field. And for you kids, by loll, I mean they casually lean. Not that they laugh out loud. That would actually make it even more terrifying. I'm only partway through my research for scarecrows. Maybe they're meant to come alive when the sun goes down? Finn has a low growl at the back of his throat. As my mind has been trying to figure out what is going on, I've not noticed that the scarecrows have been walking towards us. Not walking in a straightforward manner. More of a creeping, gangling, someone has been watching Michael Jackson's video for thriller way too much kind of fashion. Finn and myself made the mutual decision that perhaps it was time to head back to Casa CK. Rather quickly. We span round and as quickly as we could we turned back the way we came. Now some of you may be ahead of me here but guess what was ahead of me here? Yep. More scarecrows. Scarecrows to the front of me and scarecrows to the rear. The woods to the right and the cornfields to the left. We seem to be in a bit of a rural horror sandwich here. Also, my research on scarecrows hadn't quite reached the point on how to defeat them. I mean, it hadn't even reached the point where they actually become alive. Finn and I looked at each other. What could we do? The scarecrows will obviously know the fields better than the both of us. We couldn't land dolphin our way out of here. The scarecrows began to bad guy walk their way closer to us. And that's when we heard it. Muffled at first. But then with a triumphant... Pew, 
Cass. Ray, Bobby and Castiel came busting through the heavy stocks of my motorbike. Bobby was at the controls. She has the longest pause span. Cash was upright in the sidecar and Ray was on the front mudguard looking like the scariest version of a hood ornament. The bike slid to a halt and all three cats jumped into action. Bobby and Cass have been training themselves for the past five years in all forms of martial arts. They even created their own one which they called Katate. Bobby took her stand in front of the scarecrows at the rear and Cash was at the front. Ray stood at Finn's side. And if any of you, by the way, have seen the film Aliens, there's a bit where the character Ripley has a massive flamethrower. Take that image, shrink it to a small black cat size, replace the flamethrower with a silver Zippo lighter, and that was Ray at this moment. Bobby meowed, and as she did, she, Cass and Ray all took a Zippo and lit them. The flames burned bright in the ever-encroaching darkness. This was doing the trick. Fire is used to defeat so many horror creations and it's no different with scarecrows. They immediately started to back off, the fire reflecting in now terrified eyes. Yeah, go back and see the wizard, you wallies! As the scarecrows backed away, I took my seat on the bike. I called the gang to me. Finn hopped into the sidecar. He leant back to let Bobby in. Cash jumped on behind me, facing away, Zippo still blazing in front of her. Ray jumped back onto the front mudguard, looked over her shoulder and said, Puny motor, away! I cranked the accelerator and as I headed towards home, the batch of scarecrows that were in front of us scattered, jumping into cornfields with straw flying everywhere. Onwards we went, back to base, and back to safety. When we got in and got settled, and after I treated Finn, Bobby, Cass and Ray to some very special suppers, I asked them, how did you know? Puny mortal, we always know what's going on. We're cats, we know everything. I hope you can see that meow. To be fair, that is something I should have known. There you go, my friends. An evening of scarecrows. Saved by the wee fur babies again. If y'all would be kind enough to hang fire after the music, there's a couple of things I would like to say to you. Till next time, my friends. Slancha. Your good health. One podcast in particular I'd like to mention on this two-year anniversary is And That's Why We Drink. Genuinely, if it wasn't for them, I probably wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now.
Christine and M, and now Eva, have been a huge, huge support and help to me this whole time and still are. I'm friends with them, it's weird. Um, and I just wanted to give them a huge shout out. If you haven't listened to them, please do. It's not kid friendly. It's true crime and paranormal with the occasional curse word. But it's well worth it. You need to listen to it. They're amazing and they're brilliant people. Thank you for sticking by. This is to every single patron. Ashling Quinn Fleming, Becky Scott, Behind the Crime, Brandon, Christine L. Baumgartner, Christine Nedro, Christine L. Baumgartner, sorry, Christine Nedro, Clara Weinert, Emerald Irene, Jackie Goetz, Kate Walalala Lingbong Walinga, Kelly Van, Dutch name, Louisa, Marianne, Jack, Maureen Aldrich, Sinead Mandrea, Molly Smith, Rachel McMahon, Shian Smith, Terry Schiarata, eh, Terry, how you doing, eh? Teresa Brundage, Tiffany Gaddy, Tiffany Torres. You all are the bee's knees. That's a good thing. I don't know if, if you're all familiar with that term. You're the bee's knees. You're the knees of the bee. You're the best. Thank you, all of you. Everybody else, thank you as well. Anyone who has written a smashing review and has been a good view of you, done that. That's flipping awesome. Left lovely comments, been in touch, told me how the pod has made you enjoy yourself for a while. This is two years now. This is the second Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.